Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I am speaking with Moby One. He has just released a fantastic new track. It is called Moby One Joey Clipstar Freestyle, and I am super excited to talk to him all about it. I want to thank you so much for joining me from literally across the world. It means so much. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I'm really appreciative of it. So yeah, man. How about you? How are you? I'm doing great. This is uh, pretty much the first thing I'm doing today, and I don't see the day getting better after this. So you're setting the bar real high. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do appreciate that. Man. Yeah, man. I, I want to get right into this. So obviously, I mean, I told you before we started recording, the track is fantastic. It is high energy. It is really just like so much going on within almost a three minute run. Mm. And it's a freestyle. So I want to know the, the first thing is really how do you approach a freestyle versus like a traditionally recorded song? So with a freestyle, I don't really have like a specific uh, topic to go with. Normally I'll try and touch on almost every topic that I would normally go towards. So I'll have a little bit of mental health, um, maybe about some situations in my life, um, the food I like, the clothes I wear, Nice. Um, friends, family. So I just try and I think that's the easiest way to do it because constantly you have different thoughts going out throughout your day. So um, I just drew from whatever experiences I was going through on that day and any other experiences I could I could think of. And that's how I kind of strung it together. And that's normally how I string together a three stuff. So, yeah, that's awesome, because honestly, like I, I very often watch freestyle videos just in my free time. And consistently, there are some of the most impressive things ever, because obviously when you're writing a song it could take days weeks or months to get the lyrics mm -hmm. but when you're confined to three minutes or less it's just like everything in your subconscious coming out and trying mm -hmm. to sound good at the same time which yeah. like this is just me like blowing your ego up because i think it's <laughs> but i think people who listen to this will feel the same um obviously you are in charge of the lyrics and in delivering everything else but like how does it work on the production side of things? Because I have to say like the beats and the production and everything else that's happening sounds amazing. So how does that look? Uh, yeah, so um, there's a producer that I've like been following on uh, social media and like YouTube for a very long time. Me and my friends kind of have just always been listening to his beats and we, we just run them in the background of like long drives and stuff so that we can think of lyrics to write to because he's got really good tempos and um really good melodies in a lot of his beats and he samples quite a lot of good music. So uh, we've been using this stuff for a while and I eventually found this beat that was, it was it just was so different from his, his normal type of beat. Okay. Uh, that I was just like, yo, this is the one. Like I've never heard anything like this beat. This is so like unique. Um, so when I picked it, I, I sent him a message. I said, bro, like I want this beat, is this cool? And he was like, why are you picking that one? That's like, he's like, I don't really rate that beat. That beat's kind of dead, you know? I was like, what? I, I completely disagree. I disagree 100%. Yeah, yeah so he genuinely thought that that was like one of his like worst of beats, um, which to me blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. So um, yeah, I got the beat and I went into the studio with my engineer, Veli, who's um, an incredible guy. We got the beat from Kathmandu. Um, and Veli was basically, we were kind of in the session trying to think, I don't really know how to come on the beat because there's there's so many different flows that you can kind of choose from when, when the right. beat's at that tempo. You can go quite slow, you can go fast, you can spin it out. And I just thought, I wanted to just 
have as many flows as I could in my mind and throw them in there. And the way I normally come up with flows is just by listening to a beat and going like and doing that. So I kind of just put the headphones on because I couldn't really think of anything to write. I put the headphones on and he played the beat. And the first thing that came to my mind was this Ziggazer article the bang And he was like, when he heard it, and he was like, bro, what was that? Like, yeah. and I was like, I don't know. Bro. No, really, it it truly like when you're listening to it, it feels like you got taken over by some spirit. And like it's just like coming through your mouth. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Even I was listening to too much Spice Girls growing up. <laughs> That's no, all Same here. No problems with that at all. No oh, shit. Man. Yeah, um, literally. Uh, a difficult part for me when kind of, I, I guess, listening to hip hop music or rap music in general is like, nowadays, there are so many subgenres of mm. hip hop can be. And, you know, obviously, I took I took the liberty of listening to your other music. And it's similar in ways, but I feel like this is kind of its own thing. So how, yeah. do, you, how do you classify this? Like, what are you calling this? Oh, man, do you know what, right? I didn't really have like a... So when I spoke to the producer, he he heard it and he was like, I would say it's grime. And I was like, I don't think it's grime. And then when I, um, the engineer listened to it, like he was like, I think it's like a drill, but like an alternative type of drill. Sure, and I was sure. like, I don't really think it's drill either. Like it's kind of like um, <laughs> Arabian Afro drill type of sort of mix, I would say. Yeah. So I, the tempo is just so far-fetched from other normal drill or grind beats because it's like it's like a 155 bpm yeah so um it's a lot quicker but um i've still managed to to pack in the same type of flows that I would normally put on like a 140 145 bpm so nice. um it i i don't really have a i don't really have like a, a name for it yet but like i definitely want to continue with this sound like i really enjoy making this sound so oh i love that and honestly i'm really happy you gave that answer it didn't say it was just one thing because that's kind of the beauty of music is one person can listen to something and they call it this and another person calls mm -hmm. it and there's just like this fluidity of genres nowadays when it comes to production that anything mm -hmm. can be anything because we have the technology to make it that so that's very true for anyone who listens to the song they're going to say oh this is clearly this Oh, no, 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 no. This is, and it creates a discussion around your music and it gets the people talking, which That's I kind true. of feel special when it, when it comes to that. Um, it also kind of begs the question for you is like going forward, you know, we're right at the beginning of the year here. Do you plan mm -hmm. on creating more music in this style or do you think you're going to switch it up and experiment? Uh, so I definitely want to experiment. I have been experimenting. Like I've been trying to like create beats from like beatboxing, which has yeah. been a bit, are very difficult but yeah, um that's already completely yeah 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 but the um that same producer catman who made that beat i actually had a session with him like for the first time like a week ago nice. um and yeah he's he's mustered up something similar now so we're working on something else that's kind of the same sort of tempo similar sort of sound um and yeah if i can get more punchy stuff like that i definitely want to try and probably make that my main sound but then still have a lot of other clusters around it so Sure. Actually, I think that's really important, especially for someone who's continuing to make a name for themselves. If you continue to put out music that not necessarily sounds the same, but is in the same genre, you're going to attract a certain type of fan. But if you make a little bit of everything that's like in the realm of, I guess, hip hop, then boom, you've kind of just like, you know, widened your net. You got more people that are, that are going to listen to you for a specific type of thing, which 
it's kind of great. Yeah, that's very true. Nice. Mm -hmm. Are there a handful of artists? Are there a handful of artists that are really inspirational to you within these like few genres? Um, to be honest, I don't really listen to like because because my sound is so like not like typical drill or typical rap. It's like yeah. a weird kind of alternative rap. Sure. It's very hard to find with other artists. I guess it's because maybe because of the artists I listen to, that's how I've put it together. Because yeah. I, I normally listen to bands, so I'm listening to um, Glass Animals, um, oh, wow. Wombats, Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Link never guessed that. Nice. I don't know what it is. That's what I grew up on. So, and I like their music. Um, they they yeah. string together really good songs, and then electronic stuff as well. So like Chase and Status. Um, yeah. Wilkinson, which is like a drum and bass duo, yeah. um, Clean Bandit, which is like electronic housey sort of duo. So they're yeah. like my favorites. There's definitely rappers I listen to for like lyrical content, but I never listen to like I don't really listen to songs. I'll always listen to like freestyles, yeah, because that's where I feel like art express themselves in the best possible way that they can when they're not talking about one specific topic. So absolutely, you know what? It's I'm. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. I've I've literally done hundreds of these interviews and every single person that, for example, they make rock music, but they exclusively listen to hip hop or they, they make pop music and they only listen to jazz music. Those are the people that are making the most interesting music because I feel that if you only listen mm. to music in your genre, it kind of like tightens what you can make because you don't have outside influence. So the fact that you just told me, for example, Blink-182 and Glass Animals, that you're making this music, it fully explains why I like your music so much, because it thinks outside the box and it's original. So honestly, no surprises. And you have great taste, like fully. That's amazing, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. They're great. Honestly, like they're just like Glass Animals, like I was only introduced to them kind of, I'm going to say like two and a half, three years ago. And like. I don't know, man. They just hit me in a different way. They open a whole new genre of music for me that I didn't even know like exists. I, I don't even. I, I can't even put them in a the category. They're not right. Like indie. They're not like pop. They're not like. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're just such a diverse band. And then off of that, I found another band called Magic. Yeah. Who make a similar sort of sound and like, there's a few other bands like Vampire Weekend. Kind of are very yeah. diverse versatile band that makes so many different oh my gosh the 1975 like incredible yeah, like for me, some people don't like them but like oh very I, know, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think they're one of the best bands to come out of the uk like ever and totally. like i don't know I mean, there's a reason these bands have such massive followings because they're doing something different mm-hmm. and it fully reflects exactly. the music that you're making like personally i'm so excited to see what else comes like whether it be a new freestyle or just a standard track like it's the music that you listen to that has nothing to do with your music that makes it special. So again, I'm not surprised. And, and it kind of asks like, do you find that your process becomes different of making music because you listen to these other bands or do you have sort of a formula when it comes to making a standard song? Um, so when I, when I first started making music was like during lockdown. So like, um, I was watching, Joe, uh, Joe from Glass Animals, he's like the lead. Um, and he he has like his own like kind of studio somewhere. And he was just like, 
every day going to the studio to make music and just like streaming it. So I was just watching that every day and watching like his process and how he puts things together. And I think it's so mad because he'll like sample his voice, but then he'll get like a maraca. And then it was like, it was just <laughs> right, right. anything he could think, oh, I think it needs this. I think it needs this. I think it needs this. So for me, because um, I kind of learned how to beatbox, it was a similar sort of thing. I kind of just, I'll hear something. I'll be like, oh, now that's missing this sound. And if like, we can't find that sound, I'll be like, okay, I'll just try and make it. And I'll mm -hmm. just like sit there and just try and like fiddle around with my voice until I can kind of make a certain sound that I want it to yeah, sound man. like. I try and like create some sort of visual representation when you hear the when you hear the sound. So totally. I mean, watching things like that is extremely inspiring. It showed mm. that like some people's brains are just crazy in the way that they work and they hear things that you can't hear. And it's like if you can, you know, learn 10% of what that person is doing, you can make good music. I love, I love that. Um, do you have any plans to play shows? Like, is that something that you're already doing or something that might be in the world? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm actively doing shows. I do like, oh, yeah. I say like one a week, probably. I, I was, yeah, yeah, I do one a week. I don't think it's a lot. I was doing way more before. So like now. Dude, some people don't get out once a month. Like once a week <laughs> is very solid. But for me, like community is massive. So I try and do like local community shows all the time. Yeah. Um, so that I'm networking and I'm meeting good people and I'm around like my like minded creatives totally. all the time. So I'm always like around good people that are yeah. constantly working on themselves to improve themselves. So nice. yeah, so I try I try to do as many shows as I can. And this year I've been traveling a lot more. So I've done like already like two other cities outside of London um, <laughs> last month, and then this month I'm going to do another two cities outside of London. So I try and like nice. ideally, hopefully do like every city in the UK by the end of the year, ideally, that's the plan, so. That's that's a big goal, but I think honestly, you could do it. It's just building up your catalog and it's all about starting locally, you know what I mean? But I also think it's tough because if you only play local shows, the people that are coming might get burned out. So you kind of mm. go out and try new things and capture new audiences and, yeah. and where you are is obviously the perfect place for the music that you're making. It's not like you're making, you know, country music in antarctica or something like that. yeah yeah, so, yeah like that, you yeah. are no you're in the right place at the right time uh, thank is, you yeah is there a favorite song of yours that you always look forward to performing the one that you feel like just yeah pro probably vio i'd probably say vio that's like my previous release just before this one just because we've done we did we had such a like an exciting campaign with it um we had sure. a lot of fun creating social media content with it and we've brought out like i've done it with a live band before i've had like saxophones out doing it and it's based on oh, yeah. the saxophone sample so like um we've had the most creative fun with that one so far so that, that that's why i really really i really enjoyed performing with that one because just people just don't expect the saxophone to come out and then all of a sudden oh, they're yeah. like whoa there's a guy with the saxophone like in the middle of the that's what i'm saying dude Okay, I go to so many concerts, like just a ridiculous amount of concerts. And every single time, whatever band it is, brings out like a horn, a saxophone or a trumpet or whatever it might be. I'm like, yes, that's what this, this is. Like you didn't know that you needed it, but it's here and it's making yeah. better. It's all about that surprise because, you know, like going out is tough for people. Some people just want to hang out and watch TV, but like you have to do something special to bring them out. And if you could do that, like that's what it's all about. That's it. true. That's I true. Like I agree it. with that. Um, <laughs> I, I have a couple more questions for you. Mm -hmm. and 
you kind of answered so far, but I want to know, like, you know, we're, we're right in the beginning of this year. What are the plans for this year? You don't have to say too much whether you want to keep things secret or under wraps, but, you know, new music, tours, bowls, just anything that you can happen. Um, yeah, so this year I definitely want to try and release a little bit more consistently because last year I only released, I think, two singles and then everything else was freestyles. Cool. So um, I just want to prove to myself that I can actually make songs and I can make good music other than just like my lyrical ability. So um, that's definitely the plan for this year to release more actual songs. And I've, I've got like a good catalogue of songs. I just need to, I guess, order them in a way that I want them to be released. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, uh, so last year I did my first ever festival, um, which was incredible, like, unreal. Like, I can't explain, like, um, my, well, my first ever UK festival, because the year before that I did I did one in Greece. Oh, um, so this year I want to I try and double the festival. So this year, hopefully four is the plan. Um, which uh, which festival was it? Uh, so last year I did New Gen Festival, which is like a, okay. um, a festival for like under 25s, basically. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a young people's festival sort of thing. So that was a crowd of like six, 7,000, I think. Dude, that's um, that's I know, of, yeah, bro. I it was sick. how nervous you were. Like, I would be shitting. <laughs> do, you know, do you know, I was more nervous in Greece because Greece was like the first show that I did that was more than like maybe 200 people. And I yeah, think yeah. Greece, Greece, Greece was about 3,000. And um, I took, like when I got there and saw the stage and how big the stage was, I was like, what am I going to do with all this space? <laughs> like, where am I going to go? Like, it's so I'm big. just one person. There's so much space there. Yeah, literally. Um, so that was, like, so nerve And obviously, like, everybody in Greece is, like, they're from all over, completely different countries and yeah. stuff like that. So kind of, like, trying to appeal to an audience you've never met before that sure. some of them don't even speak English. So yeah. they might not even understand what you're saying, but you've got to try and get your vibe across regardless. Yeah. So that was a... That was an interesting experience, I'll tell you that for free. And it was so hot, oh my gosh. It was, oh. it, was, it, it was so hot, like, I don't know. It was so hot, but like, I just I just sufficed. But um, after I did that show, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I was born for. So I, I just knew like, okay, cool. So then when I went into New Gen Fest the next year, even though I knew it was more people, yeah. like I planned like the whole performance around like my audience. So I'd. I'd let them choose the songs that were were going to be on the stage and stuff like that. Like I had a whole situation. I'd done like a vlog based around it, like the outfit we was going to pick and everything. Like so, they helped me pick the outfit. They helped me pick the songs. They helped me pick um, I that. who I was going to bring out on the day. That kind of thing. So it was a really really good experience, basically. So that's the best uh, because like including the people that love you or just are going to discover you, like there's something so special about the connection between an audience and an artist. Mm. If they like you, they want to get to know you as a person. They can get to know you through like three minute songs, but it's that like kind of transparent relationship, which builds fans for life. 100%. So like a social media strategy into that, dude, you are doing it right. Like that's, that's Thank what it's you. about right there. Um, so my last, question, my last question for you basically is like, mm. For the person that is going to discover you from this conversation, what mm. is the opening message that you'd like to say to them before they listen to your music for the first time? I would say um, the easiest way for me to explain it is um, pay attention and vibe through your pain. That's the easiest way to yeah. say it. Whatever your pain is that you're going through, whatever your struggle it is, you can vibe through it because it, it, it's here today and gone tomorrow, essentially. It always gets better and better and better, so. Dude, great answer. 
Hey, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I'm so happy that we can make this work with the time zone difference. But you're very welcome. Please let me plug your music one more time before we wrap up here. So for those that might have missed it, I am speaking with Moby One. The single is called The Moby One, Joey Clipstar Freestyle. We'll have the links in our article so you can listen and share and follow along. But I also urge everyone to just check out the rest of his music because it is fantastic. If you listen to one song, I guarantee you'll want to listen to the rest. And truly, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Like, I feel like you're at the beginning of a huge year here. And I'm happy that I got to talk to you before the eventual blow up. So thank you so much for taking the time. I'm very grateful. Thank you for having me on today. You're very welcome. All right. Have an amazing, I guess your day's kind of ending here. Have an amazing rest of your day. And uh, I hope to speak soon. All right. Take care of yourself. Thank you now. Later, man. Bye-bye. Bye.